we rolling? We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. Me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. Hello, and welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. My name is Matt Waterworth, and on behalf of myself and Scott Westby, I'd like to welcome you to this podcast where we talk about uh, the wonderful uh, news, tips, info, deadlines, and uh, conversations here in the Alberta film and screen industries of Alberta. Uh, Alberta, Alberta, Alberta. I am a little tired. Uh, I'll admit it. Uh, It's about to be two o'clock in the morning and um, we're about to start our our fifth day of shooting on uh, In Plain View. And don't worry, Scott and I are cool. It's just uh, too busy for us to get together and uh, podcast on uh, on set or or uh, on and off. He's he's been running around securing another location for us and making sure that uh, our production design team is ready to get in and uh, get it dressed. So that's a little bit about uh, you know in plain view corner for you. Um, I just I'm in awe right now uh, on this film as we continue to the process of making it. We've just got such an amazing team, and uh, they <clears throat> they're making me look great. Uh, and uh, as I direct this thing, I, I learn more and more that directing is just about taking taking other people's great ideas. Um, it really is, and uh, people who know what they're doing have uh, have some great ideas to give me, and I, I'm happy to take them. So. Uh, I'm I'm so thankful. We just had a day uh, out on a country road. We were shooting in a, the same uh, area that Shanghai Noon and uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil shot, and it was a tough day. Uh, by the end of the night, uh, or, or by the end of the day, when the sun went down, we ran out of light. Uh, you know, people had been standing in the cold for a long time. It was a lot to ask, and uh, I'm just so blown away by people's uh, enthusiasm and and uh, resilience and willingness to just um help uh, help this movie be the best it possibly can be so i uh, just gotta say thanks to everybody for that um so let's just jump right into the industry news here uh the calgary international film festival wrapped up and that was pretty cool um good great year actually for that festival and uh you know the 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 bravo fact winners uh, was announced, um, and that is, uh, among other people, I'm sure I'm forgetting, Julian uh, Black Antelope and Mike Peterson uh, and their whole team took that home, so they'll be making their project. Uh, attendance was uh, north of uh, 36,000, and uh, that was up by uh, about 1,000 from last year, so that's good news. Um the reason I wanted to get this uh, podcast out, the reason we wanted to get this podcast out, uh, is because uh, the Herland screening is tonight, uh, if I'm recording this uh, on October 7th after midnight, which I am. Uh, it is tonight, and we just wanted to get this po- great podcast episode out. Um, it's a really cool program. You're going to hear all about it, and I can't wait to share it from uh, with you. Uh, we've got, on this on this episode, one of the participants uh, from this round of the Herland screening uh, project and we've got, uh, the creator of the whole program. So it was a really sweet conversation. Uh, and we got, uh, we got into some really good stuff, I think. So I hope you enjoy it and, uh, stay tuned for more information about the screening after the interview. Thanks. 
Yay. Yeah. We're here. Hello. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm awesome. So we're here with Sandy Summers and Jillian McCurcher. And we're here to chat about, uh, among other things, of course, the, the Herland workshop. Um, and I guess, I mean, we talk about it quite a bit on the podcast, but but I would like to hear from, from you, Sandy, what it is and, and, and where it came from and why it is. Um, Herland's a program uh, for women in film. And we have, for many years, have done it uh, as uh, for emerging filmmakers. And this year we did um, a program, a mentorship program for women who are closer to a mid-career. Cool. That's great. Mm. So, the, so we're on our third round now, or is that... We're going into our third. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of this rendition. Right. There was a previous one that was in, uh, it was different. So this one is five months long. And the ones okay. that I did previously for many years were was a ten day intensive. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sweet. And how yeah. did that go? <laughs> that was intense. Intense. I bet. That yeah. was really intense. And we actually um, we did it some years in video, but some years in sixteen mil. No kidding. No kidding. Ten days. And you got to, films done in those ten days. We did. We went wow. from we went from 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 concept to complete it, and we wow. actually screened it that Sunday night. 10 nights Whoa. later. So usually we had a really good relationship with FedEx. Uh-huh. But it, you'd have to. But sometimes when it was really late and right. people just didn't get their reels in, um, I physically or others drove it to Studio Post. Oh, wow. And we pre-planned them to do it all night. <laughs> I'd wake wow. up, I'd go get them in the morning and come back before day start. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it was a little intense for yeah. everybody. Yeah, it was really intense. And why? Why would? Why did you put it into such a tight studio? Post like being that? in Edmonton for those who don't know, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a real good question. Yeah, um, I actually there's a few reasons. I think that it allowed anybody to take it because we usually did it over spring break, and so that meant anyone could do it. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. And we we had, you know, three days of workshops, three days of production. And then three days of post, mm-hmm. and it was really intense. And but I did think a lot of value came out of it for the women because they completed a film and they knew that they could do it in ten days. So imagine what you can do with eleven days, right? right. Totally, twelve. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> or five months. Dream come true. <laughs> so one of the things that happened. So it 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 was a part of. I started doing it um, when Herland was a festival. And when Herland Festival ceased to exist, so did the workshop. And I let Ah, it go for a few years. But then I noticed that um, I kept noticing just there still weren't a lot of women making films. Or a lot of women that were making films along my side, they just stopped after a few films. And so I started just asking women why and, you know, what did, what did, what did, what was necessary in our community to, to kind of encourage women to go forward. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people kept asking me to bring it back. And when I saw this, that the stats were not improving over the years, if anything, I would even say because of the accessibility, some, yeah. they were getting worse. Yeah. Right. That I decided to um, see what I can do in bringing it back. Mm-hmm. And then in bringing it back, I, I did make a decision that um, w- women really needed the time to grow not only the skills, but to grow their ideas and their their product and their you know their film right. instead of doing it after ten days, which was more about training, just right? Getting Technical, the skills and, yeah, exactly, right, right. right. And so that was one of the changes that I thought would what was necessary mm-hmm. is to encourage women to make films, but also to be present so that when they came across something, we could work through it. Right. 
So, so Jillian, how were you involved in the workshop? Uh, so I saw the call for submissions for the mid-level um, rendition or the mid-level Herland workshop mm -hmm. back in, I think it was March or April. And I applied. That's how I got involved. Right. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. So what, what was, what was the, the nature of your career kind of leading up to that? Um, so before I applied for Herland, I, so I, maybe I should just start, like I start, I was a member of Cal Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers since I've been at 17. I took their summer media arts camp and then awesome. I took a few workshops. Actually, I met Sandy at one of those workshops. I think it was filmmaking as poetic imagery. Oh. Um, so I took a few workshops with them and I did two films with the f film music explosion as part of hundred dollar film festival. Right. And then I did um, two web series called The Calgary Collection and uh, our short documentary Where the Sagebrush Grows got into Calgary International Film Festival. So that's where I was. Um, leading into Herland though, I had made a short film called Mannequin Echo and my confidence was really shattered after it. Oh no, why? Um, I just, you want one thing and something else happens, which right. is for good and for bad. Sure. But I think that... Um, my expectations were really grandiose and it was a very humbling experience that there was still a lot of training and story experience right. to make and I didn't do anything for a long time. And then Herland came and this is the first film that I've done creatively since that project, which was a year and a half ago. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So the film is done now? The film is in sound post. Okay. It needs to be done by the first. Right. So okay. it will be done. <laughs> right. It will be done. Right. This is how it goes. That's, yeah, that's yeah, okay. It's, yeah. it's picture lock. It's color corrected. Great. Nice. Cool. Okay, cool. And and um, so uh, I guess let's start with, with you, Jillian. T take us through the experience of going through the workshop. What was that like? And, and um, how many people were involved and what was the experience? Sure. So I didn't know too much about Herland. I knew that there was a first iteration for first-time filmmakers. That's why I didn't apply the first time. Right. Right. Um, but the second time, I didn't really know what to expect because there aren't, or in the time that I've been with CSIF, I haven't actually met a lot of other female filmmakers. Like I've met Sandy and a few others, but like you said, they sometimes come in and out of the scene. You don't see them continuously. Sure. And aside from like Yvonne and Melody and Melanie and um, Nicola at CSIF, you don't really see a lot of other women who yeah. are like yeah. active right. in the community. So uh, you show up to a room, there are four other women who are there and it was really lovely to talk to other people, mm. um, to bring a community together. So immediately now you have four people who are part of your network and now part of your community. So the workshop, um, so like Sandy said, it's five months. The first few months we did, uh, we doctored our scripts. We did some talk about not so much technical workshops. It was like, when I mean technical workshop, it wasn't like, this is how you turn on a camera. Right. It's more, um, how do you want to tell your story? What sort of lenses will support you? Right. And why do you want to do that? Um, talking about we had a andrea from six degrees came in oh, nice. uh, oh, cool. tina from actor came in yeah kind of showing us uh these are your resources wow and then we went through an editing workshop with nina stom and that was really helpful that's great and then we went into actually making our films and i think a lot of right. us collaborated with each other yeah. or helped each other out um which was really fun 
and then we did our production and now we're we have one more workshop left which is grant writing oh my gosh right on finishing with grant writing what's the (laughs) thinking there uh to propel a cycle right doing work right of continuing past continuing so that makes sense you know, it's it's a lot of work to get your film done. Five months may seem like a lot of time, but there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of interacting and, and uh, you know, um, it takes time to do your film. And so now that you have it, it would be great to continue on learning how to write a proposal. So it's more proposal writing. We'll, we'll gear towards certain of the Canadian um, funding agencies, but it's also just how to write a good proposal in case mm-hmm. you want to go and do something for broadcast or if you want to just, you know, put your work out there in any other way yeah. so the so the idea is now that you've finished come with your next idea so we can get started on it so right. we're out with another idea nice that's right. great cool smart and what what about the with the way this iteration of, of herland came to be what what where, where's the financing coming from for for these two rounds and now the third yeah the um first one typically it's always been um covered with canada by canada council okay um but since then we've we have TELUS yeah. um, Optic, which is so TELUS Optic funded the um, emerging filmmakers, and Canada Council funded the um, mentorship program. Great, cool, cool. Which is a massive grant writing process in and of itself, I, I imagine. I am the queen. Of grant <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do instruct grant writing. That's right. CSIF regularly, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's is that coming up? Is that in this next round? Not uh, not this season, is it? Is it? No, I don't think so. Grant writing, no. 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 Okay. No, I don't think I'm. But I'm sure it'll be it'll be up in a coming season at yeah. CSF for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's the way the funding is going, and. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, what about the screening? Uh, what, what, can you tell us about that? What's the what are the details? Yeah. So the screening is at um, the Grand, uh, Theater Grand at seven o'clock, October seventh. And we have a special guest. Ooh. Oh. Yes, we actually thought that one of the like it's a it's an evening of celebration of completion of five yeah. great films. Yeah, right. Um, but I thought it would be really nice to bring in someone who I find pretty inspirational in the film world. That's a female. That's Michelle Wong. Nice. Oh, amazing! Yeah, yeah. And so, awesome. Uh, Michelle Wong is going to come and. Um, She'll be answering questions. Awesome. That's yeah. great. That's it's, great. It's, I think it's nice to to also see other women who have been doing it for a long time mm-hmm. um, to come out and to support other women. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The, the screening last time was packed, right? Yeah, it, was, packed. it was standing room only, and then even <laughs> then it was... Yeah, so yeah. this year we went for a bigger venue. Right, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So we got to fill that up for sure. So yeah. how many films in the first go? Seven. 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 Five in this one. That's right. right. So what are the, what are the, can we talk about your film and, and what it's all about and, and, and then maybe the others as well? Sure. Uh, so my film is called Family Photo. Okay. It's, I, it, I would call it a family comedy. It's all right. It's pretty short. It's only six minutes. Um, but it's about a young girl. Her name's Brianna and she wants to make tea at family dinner and her mom says no. And the persistence of that. Okay, cool. <laughs> It's also a snapshot of Chinese Canadian life. Ah, oh, cool. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so what was the production of that? How did that look? Like how many crew were involved? What did you shoot on? And, um, and... So we shot on the Sony FS700. Okay. Uh, I've used it before. I also own one. 
And for this production, it was really important that uh, we keep, we had two cameras because um, we were actually shooting my family. My family has so many people. I think there were like 15 people who oh, wow. showed up for dinner um, and we shot that. So I had actually a few weeks or, or a few months earlier, I had been meeting with my cousin who was playing the 10 year old Brianna and my other cousin, who's the mom or her mom and kind of blocking out and uh, going over what was going to happen. So amidst the structure of the dialogue, there's also the loose, re like it's also kind of like a documentary because people are actually eating. They're not fake <laughs> right, actually right, eating. Yeah. And my aunt was actually cooking dinner as oh, wow. we I made love it. That. Right. That's great. So um, because huh. of that and because my family aren't professional actors, it was really important to get people who could roll with it. Um, on the day of the family dinner, we had um, a, a sound person, two camera people, and me and a lighter or a gaffer. Right. right. So it was pretty small, but it was good because my family could just be themselves. Yeah. And it was very, um, we could move around. And also the place that I shot it, I knew that it had a lot of light. It's a southwest facing um, kitchen with tons of windows. So that was really helpful too. Yeah, it was good. So what... what what do you what are you doing on set in a situation like this like <laughs> are you are you directing your family or are you kind of just it's a combination yeah so it's a combination of um making sure that the crew knows what has to be taken so this is in priority of this must be taken in this cut this needs to be taken in the next or in the next shot excuse me mm -hmm. and then there's also dealing with your family so i've the nice thing about my family is that we're very comfortable with each other. Right. So and and that I had been preparing with my cousin for a long time beforehand. So she knew it had to happen. So you have to tell them these are your marks. These are the lines you have to do. No, you can't talk over there as these lines are being said. Right, right. Um, just I think it's important to keep your expectations up too. Like right. what are we have probably two hours of like really good shooting time. Right. How are we going to use it? Yeah. Yeah. Feels like it was kind of just controlling chaos as yeah. it happened. It was it was great though. I think it comes across in the film pretty positively. Feels natural. Yeah. Yeah. Julian did an artful job in presenting an atmosphere. Brilliant job doing that. Mm -hmm. And the uh, the family gathering and you know, it's interesting. You said documentary. I understand what you're saying. It's it's a it's a wonderful dramatic short. It's great. And there's there is some. There, Brianna is a wonderful little actress. And your family it does so well in being who they are and presenting presenting the culture and presenting the atmosphere very naturally. And it it worked so well. Cool. And knowing that how you had to navigate all of that. You did a really good job doing it. Well, thanks, Sandy. Hey. <laughs> oh, I would say it's really important to get your main crew people to know who your family is before. My family's like super open and great, but both um, Alexis and Guillaume, who shot on the film, mm. met my family beforehand, and that was really uh, cool. Absolutely, Smart. I Smart. bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what are you doing, Sandy, on set at this time? Are, are you there, or are you just being a sounding board, or kind of? I'm there for the first day of okay. the shoots, and I just hang out i hang out to support right should anything happen that someone needs to access me then i'm there right but mostly i'm there to support and just to uh, 
really just to be supportive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. No one has ever come running to me and said, oh my gosh, this happened because <laughs> right. everybody's just doing a really good job. Sure, They're so prepped by the time yeah. they get there. Right. And so it's exciting for me just to see everyone in action. Mm-hmm. So, so what are you doing for the short? Did you, you're writing it and directing it and. And we had, um, Eva Colmers was our other, uh, she was also a mentor on this okay. and she's based out of Edmonton. So I think Toba oh, yeah, got to Toba. act her, um, got to um, access her a little bit more readily than, um, us in Calgary with Sandy. Right. So Eva said that this is right now we're acting as filmmakers and by filmmakers that encapsulates production, writing, uh, directing, sometimes editing, um, really everything, mm-hmm. which that's what this project or Herland really kind of pushed us towards. Right, really taking everything. control of the story and, and telling it mm-hmm. in kind of every way, it seems like. Yeah. Cool. What was the casting process like? Do you do you just have people in mind or, do you, or did you go for... Well, having audition? Tina was really helpful. Right. So um, one of our other participants, Jesse Short, I was with her when she did her auditions. So okay. I just helped out. And, oh, cool. um, yeah, that was nice because Tina mentioned the resume agreement with actor, uh, yes, which was yes. super helpful. I yeah. didn't know about that, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, even just knowing that she's a person who you can contact, very mm-hmm. helpful. So, it's true. Yeah. um, I know Paige Boudreaux who did another film with a lot of kids. She contacted a casting agency. I had people in mind for this, so I wrote it with people in mind. Um, cool. I think it depends on the project, really. Right yeah. on. Mm-hmm. So what were the other four films this round? Uh, as Jillian mentioned, four were here in Calgary. And we had one participant come in That's from cool. Edmonton. Wow. I know. Awesome. Toba. And, uh, and she spent her time in Calgary doing it, or did she, she work out of Edmonton? She came back and forth. Right. And so um, Fava in Edmonton was lovely in, and um, participated with us and gave her a production grant nice. so that wow. she could be on equal footing with all cool. the women here. Awesome. And Eva Calmers, who is a great filmmaker in Edmonton, agreed to come on board and to um, mentor her. So wow. there was someone in the city with nice. her. That's and great. Eva also was the directing um, instructor. Then she came down. And oh, oh okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. She, so she was familiar with the, with the participants. And, That's great. Uh, yeah. So it worked out really, awesome. really lovely. What was your question? <laughs> the other four films, though. The yeah. other four films. Um, so Toba's piece is a documentary, uh, artful, poetic documentary um, called Enough. And it's women, I would say mostly from the Muslim community, um, talking about how they feel they're perceived and their their place on mm. earth. Mm. It's a really wonderful piece. Specifically in Calgary or... I'm going to say non-specific. Right. When you're watching it, I mean, it was um, all of her participants. If I'm not mistaken, they may be from the Edmonton area. Yeah. Okay. All, okay. Yeah. 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 But but to watch it, it's a very universal. Okay. Topic. Yeah. So yeah. right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big topic. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful film. It's a very raw and open film. I bet. Yeah. And um, Paige Boudreaux, her piece is. Uh, a lyrical piece with a lot of kids in it right and it's about a young girl named Mallory who um, I would call it an urban legend about a girl called Mallory who can't hold her breath 
good way <laughs> okay. of putting it. Right. Okay. What happens? When she, what will what happen? Ha- exactly. Yeah. Okay. Wicked. I'll try not to give away. Yeah, 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 Try not yeah. to give away the ending. Right, right. I think right. I saw some Instagram photos at a pool, though. Is that is that involved? Yeah, yes, that's yeah, yeah. hers. Wasn't yeah. there some scenes on a school bus? Yes, wow. exactly. Yeah. So I think Paige was telling us about that. Yeah, yeah. school bus. There, was, she had a lot of she had a lot of setups. Yeah, 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 yeah. she was so she she handled it all really well. Yeah. Nice. And Vicky Chow. Oh, great. Um, yes. Vicky um, is M. part of M Media. Exactly. Yeah. Um, she did one. Uh, she did a short piece about called The Perfect Man. And it's about um, what happens when you see someone that you know is the one for you. And what do you do? Do mm. you talk? Do you not? Mm. What happens if you miss the moment? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's cool. And Jesse. Jesse Short. Jesse Short's piece is about um, a young woman who is out with another woman and um, she discovers, she sees a sweet grass for the first time. And it's kind of a coming of being, coming of essence, yeah. being. Coming to uh, rediscovering your cultural roots. Yeah. Jesse's film, Sweet Night, just actually is gonna show at Imaginative 2 in Toronto. Oh, great. Which yeah. is oh, really wow. awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great. Cool. Yeah, right on. So this are they all a great kinda, program? Are they all kind of six ish <laughs> minutes in length, six to ten or something like that? Uh, I don't. I, not even that long. Maybe not even that right. long. It's great. Maybe like five to seven. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Part cool. of the um, Herland application was that you submit a screenplay which is no more than five pages. Right. Okay. Right. Right. And that's not the screenplay that you produce. It is. It is as the part of the application process. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay. So we some of us workshopped ours considerably. Right. It still stayed within that five. Yeah. Range. Okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. That's great. So what what is um I guess what did you uh, Jillian get out of being in a, a an all female environment being creative and not having that issue be there? Like did did, did it feel safer for you? Or did it feel like I don't know like you could express yourself a bit more or was it just kind of normal? Um well being in a female community is very, it's different for every person right. who goes to it. For me, it was great to, um, to be in a, it was, being in a female community was really nice because now I have more people in my network. Right. Sandy right. is talking totally, about yeah. underrepresentation, um, and above the line positions, well, and below the line really across the board. Yeah. Um, and you can't, you can feel very isolated and alone right. if you don't know who else is out there, right? So if you go to a set and you're the only woman, or maybe there's another one, but she's like your only other friend, um, it can be hard to go forward knowing uh, to navigate certain issues. So to go to a place like Herland, you have four other people and you're like, wow, okay, I didn't know that these people also were passionate about films and who have similar um, ambitions or uh, problems that I do right. it's very helpful so for me that was really great hmm. yeah mm-hmm. knowing that um, it was very inclusive yeah you're not alone yeah. yeah yeah and that's another thing that we all talked about and encouraged and helped each other out with was finding um, female crew right so a uh, couple of people shot with female DPs um, sound people and that was another aspect of it that is going I'm hoping will continue to grow is is bringing people on board women on board to actually fulfill um, the key yeah. positions also because mm. that also helps them absolutely yeah, absolutely yeah. for sure mm-hmm. cool. 
So, oh, go ahead, please. Uh, I was just going to say, I think um, confidence is like 90% of filmmaking. I'm, I really believe that. And confidence really only happens with opportunity. So if you create opportunities for people, that creates confidence. And then it continues on um, commitment, onto commitment. Like I am committed to filmmaking. Right. So hmm. that was... Just I like that. No, I like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. So, what what can we do as a community and and as male filmmakers to 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 make sure that women are getting the proper representation? How do we get there? What's the what's? I know that's not an easy question, but, but. well, first. yeah. Well, I I mean it's it's a great question, um, and I think one of the things that can happen is to just really consider who's on your crew mm-hmm. and i know a lot of times filmmakers who have regular crews use their same crews mm-hmm. but there's always opportunity for maybe to include women and and i'm even speaking in terms of when you're writing scripts sometimes it's as easy if someone says crowd to the left you can say it's there's women in it like right. there's such a small ways that women can get more mm-hmm. involved in production but i do think that it's just an awareness and and maintaining an openness and also if there's um any way that a trainee can come on with a dp or anything in that way because one of the things um it's harder for women to get on set Mm -hmm, it's just harder for women to do that and to think that um you know you you can get on set and in in a technical position there's a few women that do that but there's some who want to keep going up and becoming a dp the opportunity for that to happen for women is so much less than than guys for sure and so just i would say that would be the first thing to do is just see what opportunities are available on Mm -hmm. your sets for women and as writers what can you do that um brings uh full fleshed out characters for women or even putting them in a crowd. Right, right. I know but, that sounds well, small. Yeah, but. no, but but being specific about it, absolutely. And and the other thing that I think writers can can think about, and directors too, is just like how many how many of these roles need to be this gender? Mm-hmm. If the default seems to be men, which it does seem to be, why not just think about well, does this affect the story in any way if I just make this a female and give a, give give absolutely. someone that opportunity? Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that's a great point. Um. So Sandy's suggestion is very practical. Like this is such a this is a huge question. Of course, entire, oh yeah, of course. Like, yeah, yeah. Entire we world's <laughs> trying to figure it out for sure. But I, I actually, I think it'd be really great if, um, as a community, we invested in um, supporting female filmmakers, actually like understanding their history. So, how many people say Jane Campion is their favorite filmmaker, right? Or like Catherine Bigelow. So those are, or even Amy Heckerling. So why are we? When we talk about the French New Wave, we always talk about the male filmmakers, but then I can't remember her name right now. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> her name's Agnes, and she's a filmmaker who's also associated with that movement. Like, It's important to recognize that, yes, um, access for female filmmakers has been limited, mm-hmm. but the people who do do very successfully either critically or commercially that we recognize that so it doesn't get lost absolutely um so like ava duvernay was a very vocal uh person for that where she said i was i received a great award at sundance at the same year that kevin colin trevorrow did but colin trevorrow then went on to direct 
Jurassic Park. How right. come I'm doing like a $40 million feature Selma, which then gets Oscar nominated and people still aren't calling me. Wow. So I think it's like, yeah. oh, if you can't refer to people who are female filmmakers who have been successful, I'm going to say again, like Jane Campion or Catherine Bigelow. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like put your faith in someone who's untested when there are actually examples that you can draw on. So it's important to educate ourselves as well about who are um, successful or like who are important voices. Right. And not, and also, I'm going to keep wrapping. Ra- no, it's great. But so often, too, we like ask the people who are um, our idols. So right now, I think people say like Lena Dunham and Amy Schumer, like sure. feminist yeah. idols of the like the awkward comedic world. But you you make them into these like idealized people, which is just as bad as being like the manic pixie dream girl. Except you're doing it now, where you have to be a good person, a perfect person in every way. Mm-hmm. So the more people who you have in the spotlight, the less you're expecting one person to carry like the torch for the mm. entire female right, spirit, right, right. which is so unfair. And it's so it's so interesting because. A lot of that is is the media and and just following the same tropes that they've been doing yeah, forever, because yeah. everyone loves to see a, a female celebrity fall from grace, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's the yeah. classic story, um, like the Britney Spears and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. So, um, but it's also our responsibility as the media in our own right, even though we may not be publications or news, we still have that responsibility to challenge those assumptions and tell the stories that aren't necessarily being told mm-hmm. um hmm. mm-hmm. yeah i think it's it's another like talking about a lot of like catherine bigelow in particular the amount of times i hear oh my gosh they're her films she directs like a man <laughs> right <laughs> or just a director yeah. you know she well, directs yeah, like, maybe, a, like maybe a human just a, yeah, so, yeah. But, but doesn't uh, that doesn't that speak volumes as isn't that to, funny yeah and as the only female perception. oscar winner mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah and yeah, and so so little things like that are, are are one statement is a grandioso systemic problem that is just apparent in in that way. I want to bring up Kelly Reichardt. I've been really getting into her films lately. She's an amazing filmmaker. Um, I'm embarrassed. I don't know. I'm sorry. She made Wendy and Lucy and Meek's Cutoff, and okay, most recently yeah. she did um, Certain Women, which showed at Sundance and oh, okay. at TIFF. Cool. She's not for everyone, but she has. She's undeniably a very talented filmmaker. She's often put into like, oh, she's a feminist filmmaker. She makes feminist films, which is very like. I agree. She made makes cutoff is described on on some critics like pages as this. She made a feminist western, and I think that's great. Like, I she she did make a feminist western, and she is a feminist filmmaker. But also labeling her as a feminist right. filmmaker solely is quite, kind it's, of reductive, right? For sure, for sure. Because um. Why? Why aren't we putting her on the same level as as other independent American artists? Mm-hmm. So I read a really interesting article where she was interviewing, um, or it was a conversation with Gus Van Sant and her, and like he has arguably more commercially successful films than her, but his track record lately hasn't been great. So why right. are we still? Why are we like not recognizing her as like a for beyond just being like, oh well, she's a she's a filmmaker for women. So it's it's like maybe we should also open up that she's just really good. Right, yeah. yeah. Or, or just a filmmaker for people who like to watch yeah. films, yeah. Um cool. So that yeah, that was that was a good chat. Uh what about round 3 of Herland? What's the what's the story there? Is that another emerging or Yeah, okay. round 3 is going back to okay. emerging, so cool. there'll be um seven women. They call just went out. Okay, great. Just this week. Awesome. Uh yeah. 
and so that'll be for the next five months. Awesome. It'll, it'll actually start up in December. Okay. How do people apply? They apply by um, the, pro the they apply by putting in a letter of intent as to what they'd like to accomplish in the workshop and a one-page concept idea. Okay. So emerging filmmakers don't need to, to present a script. Ah, okay. Yeah, Great. so they just, whatever idea yeah. they feel they want to work on, why they want to work on it, and the, um, it can go through CSIF. The applications can, gotcha. can be found on the CSIF um, website. Great. So what would you recommend to someone who's thinking about applying as far as putting that letter and that concept together? If you could offer them advice if they're going, I don't even know... Mm -hmm. how to start what would you say to them I would say that the first thing for them to do would be to think of something that they would like to share with the world what what's important to their voice um, what what's important for them to voice um, there's a theme for the emerging filmmakers and it's uh, personal stories great yeah and so it helps in that they're they're you know hopefully they'll be talking about something that is close to them mm -hmm. and they just need to talk about that one page about why it's important to them how maybe if they have a, a vision of how they can see it coming together um just start at that level just exactly what you know that's funny um because you talk about voice and i think when i was a brand new filmmaker i didn't really know what that meant mm. um to have a voice and what my voice was. I don't know what my voice is. What, what is that? And, and um, so what would you say to someone who's, who's in that position right now, who's, who maybe has a little bit of imposter syndrome or they're, they're putting their concept together and they're like, I don't have anything interesting to say. Nothing is, nothing is interesting. What would you say? I believe everyone in the world can find something interesting to say. And I think it, for me, I would say that something that I found important um, to me and something that interested me something that was a part of my life or maybe a part of my history or a part of my friend community anything like that that you feel that um, you've thought about before or you feel you'd like to know more about it something along those lines mm -hmm. yeah cool awesome that's great what a great chat this is this is cool i hope this this workshop continues for many years to come that's exciting and I just want to say, I want to thank CSAF because mm -hmm. they've been Absolutely. partnering yeah. and they're a very important part of the Herland workshop. Mm -hmm. So uh, shout out to CSIF and to Canada Council and to Telesoptic. Awesome. Great. Well, if the, if the um, application is just open, we'll be talking about that in the news. So please stay tuned. Yeah. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about? Because we still got a little bit of time if you want. Definitely apply for her. Yeah. It's better to apply than to not apply and then hate yourself for not applying. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so are you, is this, do you feel like you've bounced back from this film, from your last one? Is it, are you proud of this one? <laughs> this has been a very confidence building summer. Oh, excellent. Because once you start working on something, you continue to work on other things. So I've had it, the summer has been very productive. Great. And Herland is the start of that because if you, again, if you feel confident with an opportunity, you're more likely to take another risk and, um, it's a, it continues to perpetuate, excuse me, yeah. to perpetuate. Um, yeah. And check out the films at SIF too. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right. It's definitely. Coming up. Yeah. Excellent. For sure. And I think another thing that's important to know is that the workshop is free. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I um, fundraise, write grants mm -hmm. so that it's accessible to every woman. Wow. Right. Who would nice. like to do this. That's great. And how many spots for this one? Seven. Seven. Nice. And, and what's it's the... juried. Oh, it is oh, juried. Okay. Excellent. Okay. And what does the commitment look like for the next five months? Uh, the commitment is uh, in December, it'll be weekend workshops. Okay. And then pretty much after that, it's 
just setting up dates within your own schedule that you can shoot and, edit Great. and stuff like so that. Kind of self-directed. A yeah, little bit, but yeah. you do need to um, come to all the workshops. Right. Of course. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 And even if you can't, if for some reason you don't get in, I would say still become a member of CSIF. Oh, for because sure. Yeah. I was. It was like the most important thing for me to do. It's very important. CSIF really helped me find my footing as a filmmaker. Why do you say that? Oh, well, I, I didn't, I come from a very technical background in right. my family. Um, filmmaking was seen really as a hobby mm. and it was cool. We're talking a lot about community. CSIF was a community where your ideas are taken seriously. They're not right. trivial. Yes. And there's also the support offered and suggested to you. So I, um, I applied actually for the film music explosion one year and I didn't get it. I was very upset. But then the next year, Melanie Wilmanek was like, you should apply again. So even knowing that there are people who are encouraging you right. or like looking out for you or even um, the workshops are available. So those ones aren't free, but they are at a reduced they're, rate. Yeah, right? they're pretty affordable. Um, sure. There are people who you can make your community if you're looking for that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Wow. What a great show. Thanks for being <laughs> on. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Great. All right. We are back. And I want to say a big thank you to Sandy and to Jillian for joining us and uh, being so willing to share so many details about themselves, the program, and um, you know, women in film. It's a uh, it's a really good conversation to be having, and I hope we get to continue to have it. Uh, so, I know we mentioned it a few times there. Let's uh, let me just give you the rundown uh, for the actual screening event: Herland Video Production Mentorship Screening. The CSIF and Spring Street Films are pleased to present a free public screening and reception for the Herland Video Production Mentorship for Women, made possible by a project grant from the Canadian, uh, from the Canada Council from the, for the Arts. Five female filmmakers have spent the last five months working intensely with mentors to write, produce, shoot, and edit their own short film. Entering the program with a previous industry experience, these mid-level professionals take their practice to the next level with diverse stories and innovative perspectives. This event is free, but make sure to reserve your tickets via Theatre Junction Grand's box office. There's a guest speaker, which is the wonderful Michelle Wong, with more than 25 years uh, in the film and television industry. Michelle Wong brings an unparalleled breadth of depth and production and media arts to the film and television community. So if you're listening to this, uh, the same day we're releasing it, it's tonight. It's uh, October 7th at 7 p.m. And if you're listening uh, a bit later, you know, more workshops coming. Please uh, make sure that you're in attendance at the uh, at the next one. So uh, I'm s- sad to be missing it tonight, but uh, we'll be shooting our film. So uh, we'll be at the next one there. Uh, annual general meeting uh, at the M Media Gallery and Production Society. Uh, so this is a, a call out to all members of M Media. It's uh, the annual general meeting time. So uh, head on over and get your uh, your voice heard, or just keep an eye on what's happening uh, this year at M Media. And uh, you know these are these are the events to uh, elect the board and just get a financial update and and uh, make sure that uh, the organization's health is in good shape. So. That's happening on Wednesday, October 26th at 6 p.m. at the M Media Screening Room. There's going to be a little bit of light snacks and refreshments even. So that's fun. Uh, upcoming workshops and classes, set etiquette and protocol on October 15th. 
that is happening at IATSE. Um, you know, we talk about these classes many times, but if you want to get on set, you got to have this kind of um, uh, this kind of experience, this kind of um, in-class experience. So uh, it is a mandatory workshop uh, if you're trying to get into any IATSE local 212 film department. So that's happening at 9 a.m. on the 15th. Uh, and the cost to get in is $40 for everybody, members, permits, and others. So uh, you can find out more information about that in the show notes. A uh, workshop on cinematography is happening, led by the one and only Philip Letourneau uh, at the CSIF. It's happening on October 15th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and uh, non-members are 115. Members and students pay 75 to get in. More information in the show notes. And another wonderful workshop, uh, Introduction to Video Production, being held at M Media, instructed by Kyle Whitehead on October 15th uh, and 16th. Uh, so Saturday, Sunday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And it's 135 plus GST to get into that. More information in the show notes there. And uh, an introductory workshop for working in the lighting department on films being put on uh, at William M. F. White's uh, through the, uh, IATSE, and uh, it is called LX1, and uh, the, it's designed to get you um, into the, you know, get, get you the, the, the details and information you need to get into the uh, lighting department, and it's actually a required course for acceptance into the department. So if you want to get into that, that is uh, $45 for non-members and permits and $25 for members. Again, there is a link in the show notes for more information on that. And another uh, Philip Letourneau-led workshop is called Shooting on Film on October 23rd from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Members and students pay 120, uh, 185 and non-members are 225 It's a CSIF workshop, so you can find out more information on their website and the links in the show notes. And how to make a film youth course at the CSAF. Uh, it's going to be running for six weeks on Sundays, October 23rd, October 30th, November 6th, 13th, 27th, and December 4th for six weeks. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Sundays for $450. Uh, for that's a, for, for a six-week course, that's a pretty great price. Uh, instructed by Yvonne Ab- uh, Abuso and uh, more information in the show notes. Hey, what's shooting right now? That's a good question. Well, we know that uh, our film is shooting, but it's a busy time for uh, for films, I gotta say. We have The Wonderful Heartland continuing production, of course. We've got Tin Star, and we also have Dead Again in Tombstone, which is a made-for-TV movie, uh, going to camera on October 17th. And then Fargo Season 3 is also in pre-production until November 29th. Up in Edmonton, we've got Caution May Contain Nuts. Uh, that went to camera on October 3rd. And Damnation uh, TV Pilot went to camera on October 3rd. Uh, so lots going on, lots of uh, work happening. And I happen to know that one or two other feature films are uh, heading into production, like Everfall. So it's a busy time. So uh, if you're looking for uh, a production to jump onto, uh, I got to tell you, there's probably... Um, <laughs> There's probably uh, one for you to jump onto. So, late in the game here, uh, but uh, the Story Hive winners were also announced. And I neglected to mention that um, that on the top of the show here, but it's important to say uh, congrats to all of our Alberta winners, Story Hive funded projects. 
those projects are Chocolate Cake, Night Walk, Up in Smoke, Henna, Night Light, Instant, Inconvenient, This Is Not a Passport Photo, The Winter Song, OKT Only Known Time, Sleepwalker, Voluptuous Beauty, Actress Denied, Irene, and I Fub You. So congratulations to those 15 Alberta projects from the female-directed uh, round of uh, Story Hive. So um, wonderful news for, for those filmmakers. And hey, uh, you know, Scott said it best on social media today, I think. If you didn't get it on this one, um, hey, props for having a, a film, you know, ready to shoot. That's not an easy thing to accomplish. And, uh, you know, if you got if you got a no, you're one step closer to getting a yes because uh, you do have to earn your no's, as we've said many times before. So, uh, as we wrap things up here, <laughs> we've got our recommendations, and Scott has been in the uh, in the Google Doc here that we use to uh, keep all of our notes for each episode. And uh, <laughs> uh, or maybe it was Briar, I'm not sure, but we always put our recommendations in. And uh, I no, not a word of a lie. I my throat's a little sore. And I'm I'm crushing emergency to 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 try to make sure that I, I don't get sick, and uh, you know uh, so my recommendation was going to be vitamin C, which uh, in the form of emergency, if you don't know it, it's a it's a good way to get your vitamin C in. And uh, as I look here, uh, Scott's recommendation was also vitamin C, uh, so we're on the same page there. So uh, be sure to stay healthy. That's our recommendation. And huge thanks to Briar, as always. Uh, she's the one who organizes all the news uh, and gets it all set for us to uh, share with you. So if you're an Alberta filmmaker, you know this podcast is for and about you. So share it with us. And uh, so if you share, uh, so share with us and we'll share with the community. And by that, I mean... Send us your info. Send us what's going on uh, in your world. What's uh, what's the news? What do you have to share? Uh, we want to get the word out about your film, about your project, about your workshop. Uh, so make sure uh, you let us know. And if you have any ideas for the podcast, uh, you can also reach out to us. And the best way to do that uh, is at hello at abfilmcast.ca. And you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. It's all abfilmcast. And of course, you want to find us on iTunes by searching the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. And you can uh, slap a five star rating onto it if you can uh, while you're there as well. Uh, thank you so much for listening and go make something.